<laughs> no need. All right, all right, all right. Ooh. Hey, friend, what's up? Hey, friends. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Blowing Bubbles podcast. We are in studio, Buble with none other than Robin Lopez. Hey, hey. Look, I still ain't got to blow no bubbles yet, so I'm just, wait, wait, I'm just saying. Wait, I'm just you, saying. What, you had what, me in what? studio, Blue Blade, and I ain't blue. Mm. Not, 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 now Blue Blade. <laughs> you thought I didn't have any bubbles. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you think bubbles, I don't fail me. Hold on. Come on. Then, look at that. Look at those, that. Ooh, those are cute. Okay, those are cute or whatever. All right, all right. All right, I'm going to stop being childish. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Man, <laughs> listen. See, when I tell you this is what we do here, this is the coolest safe space on the planet. You won't get no better than this. Listen, I got my friend here. So this is going to be a special conversation. <sighs> no holes bar. No holes No holding bar. back. I got to be, like, transparent. Oh, I told listen. you before we started, don't make me cry because if I cry, it's it's over with. That's why I got the Puss Plus. You got some lotion I'm in there, Kleenex red. girl. Listen, okay. So today we want to talk about the caregiver's load. Are you that person in your family that everybody tends to lean on or you have inherited some responsibilities that you didn't necessarily plan on? Well, that's what this episode is going to be about. So... My friend Robin is coming here to talk to us, among other things, about what that looks like in her life. So tell everybody, Robin, what is your load as a care caregiver like? Ooh, it's real heavy. It's real heavy. So a caregiver, the job of a caregiver is just like it's never ending. That's the craziest part. It's like... I feel like with kids, it's like, okay, so for example, right, where my mom is concerned. So I'm a full-time caregiver for my mom. She had a stroke that triggered dementia um, May 19th of this year, makes three years. And, you know, when you tell people, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's fine. It'll get better. And it's like, oh, honey, you know, it doesn't actually it's it's a degenerative disease, so it doesn't actually get better. It just gets worse. Right. So, and people like to compare it to, like, having kids. And I'm like, no, see, like, when you have kids, right, your kids grow up. They learn how to do things on their own. They become more self-sufficient. Right. You get the pull back. With this caregiver job, for one, every day is something new. Mm. And not necessarily in a good way. Mm. But it's super... <coughs> It's heavy, it's rewarding, but it's also super frustrating, and it's just, it's a lot. It's a whole lot. Mm, okay, okay. And and you have been your mother's primary caregiver for three years three now? Three years. May 19th, May, three years. Wow. And you are a mother. Yes, I have a whole entire 15-year-old daughter that is a very active um, traveling gymnast, AAU, USAG. So we have to travel. We have to go to practices. We have to do everything. And then, of course, she's in school. She was doing ROTC, gymnastics, DECA, 
you name it, she was trying to do it. And I'm like, wow. sis, I I can't. It's it's too much. You got to drill this down to like one to two things. Oh, and marching band. Wow. You know, marching band practices every day, and then they play the games on Friday. Yeah. yeah. And so that puts some of the load on your daughter because now she is not able to do everything that she wants to be able to do. And these are, you know, positive things. So that could weigh on her like, but all I want to do is. And I think the good part about it is that she's very understanding because she absolutely like adores her grandmother. Mm, So she's. My daughter has always been like a super empathetic person, like her entire life. She's always been like the emotional, don't talk about my friend. Don't mm. like, she's always been that person. And she's, so I think the, the good thing is that she knows that it's for the greater good. And because I make sure that she is doing something, it's not as bad because like gymnastics takes up so much time. We have to travel. We have to do a lot with that. So because she has like one major thing, I think the other things aren't as bad that, you know, she's not able to participate in, like, everything. Gotcha. Okay, that's a good one. And you in a relationship while you're trying to do the full-time caregiver and full-time mom? Let's be clear. Let's, Let's be real clear, okay? have stumbled upon what I like to call a unicorn, okay? Because daily, I am still like, you still here? (laughs) Like, you you still here? Because there's no way, so like when I met when I met Freddie, it was my mom had the stroke in May and we started like we met in August. So this was like a brand new journey for me. So technically, he's been on the journey with That's me this whole time. Wow. This he's he's literally been on this whole journey with me. So like I'm talking about to the point that we have literally I tell you a story. So we lit we had to get a my fence fixed because of my mom, right? Because mm-hmm. she was climbing the fence and it there was there was a lot going on. Yes, at 60, mm-hmm. she was a 69 at that point, climbing my six foot fence. Right. So we had to get the fence fixed on one side, get it kind of shadow box so there's nothing for her to put her feet on. Mm -hmm. The guys came to install the fence. The it started pouring down raining. I mean like thunder and lightning. Like they were and they were still out there working. Black company, foster fences. We gonna plug them every time. Because when I say they were out there working in the rain. But anyways, so I'm like, y'all gotta go. Y'all gotta go. Like it is thundering and lightning. So they left. Me and Freddie were up until specifically 12.30 that night, right? Because I have a sliding back door. And the thing is, I can't lock all my doors. So all of my doors in the front are locked with a key. But sliding back door, I leave it unlocked because my mom's, as long as she knows that she can get out somehow, she won't break out the windows. But she will definitely break out windows and doors, right? So I leave the sliding doors to where she can at least open and close it. Um, and of course, because I had done it, because I had done that, because I'd never lock it like that night, the, there was no fence there because remember they were just building it. We went to bed at 1230 on my camera at 109. She was out the door. So mind you, we had just gone to bed. It's almost like she had what she waited for us to go to bed. Mm. 
So at six o'clock in the morning, we wake up. It's like five thirty, six o'clock. We wake up, and the first thing I do is check, you know, check the cameras. I have a camera in her room. I have, or I'll physically get up and go walk in her room. She's not in her room. So I check the cameras. I see she left out the house at one o nine. Mind you, I just told you it's six o'clock in the morning. It's twenty nine degrees outside. My mom's been gone oh, for geez. five hours. Five hours, and this man got up, and he's just like, "All right, what we finna do?" He's like, "All right, I'm gonna." Gonna go to the left, you go to the right, whatever. And it's like he's just he just jumps in. He jumps in where he's needed. Like he's helping her get out the car. He's like, she drinks coconut water. And he knows that in the event her stuff is not in the fridge, she gonna take whatever juice is in that fridge straight to the face. Okay? <laughs> straight to the face. So he like makes sure, like if her, he'll shake it and make sure. That there's some in there. If it's not enough in there, he'll put another one in there. He, you know, it's like he's so thoughtful and so mm. like, I'm telling you, this man is a unicorn. Like, Aww. I can't, there's no other way to explain it. So to find somebody, and I think, I think God knew that I needed that. Yeah. Because this is such a crazy experience. Like being a caregiver to someone with dementia, like Ooh, let me say, I it's not for the week. I did Man. it with my grandmother. Right. <clears throat> and I mean, the the battles. She was so small and frail. But when I tell you when she was mad, grandma was square up on me. Strong like us. Square <laughs> Like, and those of you who know me know that I used to really be muscular. My grandma didn't bar me. She was square up. Like, come on. Come on. And then when she was really mad, she put that knuckle up. Like. <laughs> Oh, she was going to get to it. She was going to knock me up. She would knock me up. So I understand how you can have someone that you know who they used to be and then see them in a capacity. You can't blink. I was working, raising five kids in a relationship, like you said, with that man that you know you needed Mm -hmm. and going to college. I was a non-traditional college student, so I decided to go to college after I had all these darn kids. Yes. And then took on a grandmother with Alzheimer's. Baby, I salute you. This is is a journey that everybody, they just can't handle. Mm -hmm. Everybody can't handle it. I'm telling you, (laughs) because every day I'm like, "Mm, what what, what that nursing home looking like? How much much y'all said? Uh... (laughs) Memory carries four thousand dollars. Okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna try again tomorrow. Maybe I'll have a coupon or something. I'll, it's a lot. It's it's yeah. a lot. But then, like when you think about it, you're like, I, I know that nobody's gonna take care of her the way that I take care of her. Like, period. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like it it's a struggle. On the one hand, I do it because I know that like that's mom, and I know how she is and how you know. Just her way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And as your parent, like, you want to make sure that they're good. And you hear all these Absolutely. horror stories about, like, nursing homes and stuff like that. But then there's also the other side of it where it's like, definitely want to live my life. Like, it's my, because my situation is to the point where, so right now, like, Giselle's at home with her. And, you know, it's like I had to get up this morning to make sure I did all her morning medical stuff, make sure she gets fed and all the other stuff and, you know, get her situated Mm -hmm. for the morning. Like before I do anything every day, 
I have to get her situated. And let me, like, sleeping in is not a thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's going to give me till about 7.30. I have alarms on all my doors. She literally goes to the back sliding door because, remember, I said I keep that one. Like, there's no real, there's the, you know, the little latch lock on it. Right. But there's no lock to keep it closed. So she goes, she unlatches the lock, and she slides that door open, and the alarm goes off. And that one, that alarm, so I have a real alarm system, then I just have, like, the buzzer alarm system yeah. for that door. And she she holds that door open, mm-hmm. like, because I'm pretty, I guess she has figured out that when she opens that door, somebody's going to come running. Yeah. And I'm like, that's your wake-up call. <laughs> I'm like, so... You can figure this out. You know how to do this. But we trying to brush our teeth with a razor blade. Like, girl, come on. What are we doing? I don't mean to laugh, but it's funny the stuff that they do. It is. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, she has gotten to the point when, like, when she showers, if she tries to turn on the shower, at no point in life have you ever turned the shower on from standing on the side of the tub and twisting the shower head at the top. I don't know where she got that from, but in her brain, that's how the shower turns on. You stand on the side of the tub. So she cannot take showers by herself. Like, we haven't been able to do that for at least, like, two years now. Because she will stand, like... She can fall easily. Oh, absolutely. Like, she'll stand up there. Like, when she's trying to turn it off, she'll stand on the side of the tub and try to twist it. Mm. So imagine, you know, like... You're like, okay, I've soaked you up. You're just trying to rinse off right now. Imagine you run out like, oh, crap, I didn't grab the socks or whatever. Run upstairs real quick. You come back down. She is standing on the side of the shower, wet feet, wet body, trying to twist it. I'm like, now these are the things that you just, that just happened in your brain. Like, this is what we're doing. Mm. It's all, it's, you never know what to expect. Like, it's always something crazy. Like, when people ask you, you know, like what? You know, what does she do? That look, I I got stories for days. Like anything, I, any given day, it, you never know. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Not even like just regular stuff. Like anything. Like I came downstairs and she was just sitting Indian style on top of my counter one day. Again, anything. Like the stuff that she does is so like way like, and it. It's interesting that, like, I can just imagine her getting up there. Like, how you get up there, Mo? I can't get up there. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm thinking of the height of the counter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how you get there? You know, I really sat on my counter the other day just because I was like, wait a minute. I feel like everybody has sat on my counters but me. But These are my counters. <laughs> Giselle done sat on the counter. My mom done sat on the counter. I'm like. Let me sit up on the counter, baby. It was not an easy task getting up there. It was not easy. So I was real confused as to how you got up there and you're sitting there Indian style pointing at the ceiling. I'm like, I'm just glad you weren't standing up at this point because Jesus. Wow. So how is it trying to maintain your career? (laughs) That's hilarious career what's that so no um well I know being an entrepreneur is is crucial because I don't know how many jobs would be understanding for an extended period of time but you know maintaining your business and continuing to build what does that look like 
Um, for me, it looks like continuous change. It's continuously evolving. It's continuously me trying to figure out what the next thing is. So when we started this, I was doing real estate. And I'm talking about real estate had gotten really good for me. Like in that moment, like I was rolling. Like I, I got five houses under contract at the same time rolling. Like it, everything was like really good. But I had to pull all the way back because you can't get anybody to sit with her and I can't take her with me to go show houses. And then somebody wants to see a house like you call me, you want to see a house in an hour. I I don't have anybody to Mm -hmm. come and sit with her. The person that was supposed to come, they didn't show up because, you know, whatever random excuse they have, it became, it just came to the point where it was just like, okay, I don't know how to do this. Like listings I was able to do. Um, but as far as like working with buyers, I can't go and show you 15 houses because my kids at school. Mm-hmm. And then when this happened, so the crazy thing is when all of this happened, my daughter had just turned 12. And I was at the point where I was like, oh, boom, like I can go and I can move around a lot more. I can leave her at home. Like if I got to go, you know, show a property or something like that, you know, she's at the age where I can leave her and do what I need to do and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. She turned 12, April 26th. My mom had a stroke May 19th. So it was like, it it was like having like a small child at that point. It's like having a small child that is big enough to touch everything and knows how just about everything works. Yeah. yeah. And strong enough. So. And there was an incident that led to the major escalation in, in her life where she transitioned from being independent to living now with you. Tell me about that. (laughs) Listen, I I asked this question because, first of all, it's important for me. I know Robin personally, um, but I want to ask questions as if I don't know her because I want people who are maybe in the beginning of this journey to understand the depths of things that are possibly to come. So I want to get her to tell this story. Okay. So we long story short story. Long story. It yeah. is just it when I say it, it was it was a culmination of just random things happening. So before the whole even stroke dementia thing, right? There was just a lot of stuff going on, right? So like mm-hmm. I was at my house, I had just purchased my house um at the end of 2017. So 2018, I was kind of there. 2019, my house flooded, right? My house flooded, so I had to go stay with my mom for some months. And I went and stayed with her, and it was myself, my daughter, my brother, who's older than me, and my mom in the house. My house finally gets fixed, and that was in April. My house finally gets fixed right before my daughter's birthday. We finally moved back home, and then she has a stroke with triggered dementia. And the stroke and dementia, it's not like, oh, you know, you're limping. It's like, my mom's like a three-year-old now. Like, she needs 24-hour care. Like, she was, she went from one day just literally walking, talking, doing everything she needed to do. And the crazy thing is how it happened is I'm coming into her, I'm coming, I come to her house, like, daily, daily, every other day. And I realize I'm like, you know, I gave her, I sat her pills down one day and I was like, oh, she didn't take her pills to drink her, to drink the tea I gave her. 
but she was like laying, she was laying in the bed and she just seemed irritated. So, but she was getting up, going to the bathroom and then laying down. She just seemed irritated. So that night I'm like, something doesn't seem right. So the next day I brought her food. I sat it next to her bed. She, you know, she didn't eat it. I came back like that afternoon. I think I had to go to a meeting or a closing or something. Came back the afternoon. The stuff was still sitting there and she wasn't speaking. Like she was just like kind of looking. She said my name, but she was still like getting up, moving around. So I'm like, something isn't right. So my daughter and I stayed the night that night. And we, you know, that next morning, I think she tried to say something and it just sounded mumbled. Like it didn't make sense. And I'm like, something's wrong. And then on top of it, I'm like, she's diabetic and she's not eating. So took her to the hospital. They were like, oh, she had a stroke. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? So, you know, and mind you, my brother's there. He lives there. And I had to come like, had I not been so involved, no one would have even known that there was something wrong with her. Like, this is me going there for two days and realizing, like, you're not eating, you're not taking your pills, you're not doing anything. So, fast forward. So, when she gets out of the hospital, you know, she was at her house and um, she was at her house and she was just, like, busting out windows, busting out, like, broke out doors, like, all kind of stuff. And she was escaping, like, just out. So, she came to my house and, because she, she was a little more, she was more calm at my house. For whatever reason. So she was staying in my house and I just got to the point where I was just like, I just need two weeks to just relax my mind. Just I just can't because I can't move around. And she has a husband as well. So he wasn't he wasn't living there prior to the stroke. But when she had the stroke, like he, you know, he came and he was at the house with my brother. So I was like, look, there's two of y'all over there and only one of me. So I need like two weeks and my brother doesn't work. So mm-hmm. he's there. He's there. It's, it's is, not is like he sick. Is he... No, 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 no. Just, As just he, he's just there. He's he is not disabled. He he is just physically there, oh. just living. As okay. as he's what forty seven now. Yeah, so it's not like a younger brother. Just FYI. Ooh. So okay. you know, I just gotta. I just I can't. I literally can't. So I send her over to the house. I'm like, oh. Two weeks, you know, this should be great. She was gone for two days, okay? Two days, by the second day, 4 a.m., they're knocking on my door. I'm like, I'm sorry, why are y'all here? Because initially, I'm like, I'm not I'm not answering this door. <laughs> right. Y'all are irresponsible. I'm not answering this door. We're not doing this. Why are y'all here? And it wasn't my brother. It wasn't my stepdad. It was my brother's baby mama. And I'm like, why are you here with my mama? Your mom's house is on fire. I'm sorry. What? 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 <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Your mom's house is on fire. Get my mom inside. Lay her down. Wake my daughter up. I go over to the house. House. Fully, like, engulfed in flames. And the crazy thing was, they had just, so remember I was saying she she was escaping. They had just reinforced one of the doors. It was like, you know, the regular wooden doors with the windows in it. And it has like the the wooden panes. But it has like maybe 12 sets of windows or whatever all the way down. Mm -hmm. She had kicked that out before and was gone. So they had just recently reinforced that. Okay. So the thing was, nobody knew where my mom was during this fire. 
my brother was supposed to be watching her. He was downstairs in the basement. So you left your mom down. You, you went downstairs in the basement knowing that your mom has dementia. She's up at night. Just whatever. He was downstairs in the basement. His response to me was, I woke up to smoking, to smoking heat. I'm like, physically, you know, based on laws of physics, smoke rises. Right. So you know how long that house had to be on fire before you even knew what was happening? That's wild. And my mom was upstairs by herself, and they had just reinforced that door. She was, luckily, she was able to kick the door out. Mm. And no lie, when the police found her, she was at the bus stop with two suitcases. So I don't know if she planned this. We're not going to say. But she was at the bus stop with two suitcases. One of the suitcases had, like, pictures and stuff, and the other suitcase had, like, jackets and stuff. So when I say I'm, it it was like, it was crazy. Like that day was crazy, but now you don't burn your house down. So now you have to live with me. So I got all of two days and that was it. And that was pretty much the last time that, that was literally the last time my brother ever even like saw her, acknowledged her. That was January 26, 2021. That was the last time like he. He has not come to my house since then. Nothing. At all? At all. Like, not once. Like, he has not called to say, hey, how are you? Is mom okay? Does she need anything? Mind you, he still doesn't work. He still doesn't do anything. But yet, I have to do everything by myself. Now, my stepdad, he'll come. He'll show up. You know, like, so I, I have to hunt him down a lot of the times. But he'll come. He sh- he'll show up. And he'll, you know, when I, when I need, when I need, like, when it's dire need, like I can't just call him on some, oh, I want to go to the movies or I want to, it's almost like it has to be something major. So it's like, I, I'm pretty much doing this by myself. Wow. Oh, and they live four minutes down the street, just FYI. I, I, I just, but yeah, so, and I think that's a that's a major thing that people don't understand is that like when when it comes to things like this, you expect your family to corral around you. You expect you expect like a different level of support, and then when you don't get it, it really like puts you in a space of like I don't really fool with y'all. Like yeah. I don't yeah, I don't I sure. don't know what to do with this. Because sure. like my mom was like the glue, like. This, like, my brother was literally, I just told y'all a grown man was living in a house with no job, paying no bills, doing nothing. You were living for free. Your mom did everything for you. And now when she needs help the most, you're nowhere to be found. That's insane. Aunt, nowhere to be found. Stepdad shows up when he wants to. They all live in the same house. They Wait. all in the same house, and not even huh? not even the conversation. Even your like, brother is in my brother's in the same house. Oh, because when the house burned down, he was sleeping outside in his car. This is after I gave him two weeks in a hotel and said, "Hey, you should figure out what you're gonna do." Mm. I gave you two weeks in the hotel. Yeah, and once the hotel was over. You slept in your car, and then you went around telling people like, "Oh yeah, she she got me sleeping in my car." I, I'm sorry, I got you. Sleeping. Your little sister got you sleeping in your car. Which your oh, okay, okay, got it. Grown man, okay. got it. I, weren't you supposed to be watching your mama? Yeah. 
Oh, mm-hmm. I just, I, I was just, you know, trying to figure that part out. Ooh, okay. So it's a lot. So it's like, don't, don't expect the people that you really expect to be there to actually be there because mm. everybody's still living their life. Everybody's still trying to do whatever. And it becomes a lot. And that, boy, that, that, that level of resentment kicks in, baby. It, it mm. kicks in on everything. Oh, sure. Everything. Man, have you, um, so you haven't talked to your brother at all or seen him around? Um, so like I've gone by my aunt's house, but it's like my brother acts like I did something to him specifically. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the issue is. I don't know if it's a situation where he feels like he should be in charge of everything. Like, I don't know because he hasn't spoken to me about anything. Like even, even when the house burned down and I was trying to like call him to let him know, like, Hey, I have, you know, hotel, um, the, room keys to the hotel, he wouldn't even answer the phone as if I did something to him. I don't, like, I, I really don't know what the issue is, but, like, no. Like, we don't speak at all on any level at all. That is sad. So, wow. that's, that's a him thing. And I just, I Absolutely. just, I live my life. It is what it is. Can't imagine. So, what was your uh, relationship like with your mother before the dementia? It was very much like, so, you know, I said I was always going over there to check on her because for whatever reason, like, my brother stayed there, but I was the person that she called for everything. Mm-hmm. Every single thing I was the person that she called for. But I think, like, in general, it wasn't it wasn't like the best relationship. Like I, I don't think that I'm not, I don't think that my mom knew me, like could, could really say like, she knows me. Cause I think she had like this preconceived notion of who I was or who she wanted me to be or what have you. Like, it was so crazy that. So for example, right. We had, so I used to work for a steamship line. Steamship line owns the actual vessels that, that travel from here in the United States to like Lamb Shebang, Sri Lanka, to Germany, all over the world, right? And her friend had a daughter that was working for a trucking company. Trucking can only go within the United States, just FYI, mm-hmm. right? And I think the um, I think the girl like got a position where she moved to Florida. And my mom was like, see, you know, such and such's daughter is working for this big company and you need to go try to work for a company like that and this, that, and third. And I'm like, sis, I work for a steamship line. I could go do my job in China. The company that I work for is a multi-billion dollar company that is much larger than the trucking company that she works for. But in her mind, it's like in her mind, everything that I was doing was always on a lesser scale or on a smaller scale from other other people and I'm like I didn't understand that I didn't understand that at all like I we just didn't have like a great relationship like she wasn't the one that I would go and talk to or you know like we just didn't have the relationship it was more so like I know that you need help I help you with the things you need help with like she you know her and my daughter have a good relationship 
Like she was, she was pretty much like my only babysitter and not because I didn't have other people that wanted to, you know, that would it take care there. of my kid mm-hmm. that were there. But it's like the way she did it. So like she always told me, you know, you are, your parents always going to tell you, don't bring no babies in this house. Da, 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 da. So my sophomore year of college, I got pregnant and I had my daughter. And so of course my thing was like, nah, I need to make sure that I have my own place, have my own space. I can take care of my own. She hated that. She absolutely hated it, mm. which made no sense to me. And like, so if I would, if I told her like, oh, my friend Simone is going to come um, keep Giselle this weekend while I, you know, go to work. Because I think at that point I was waitressing while I was in school still. And she got so mad anytime really? I told her that somebody else was watching my kids. But then when I would ask her to watch her, she would give me this long <laughs> diatribe and give me all this drama mm-hmm. about it until the point that I just realized, like, girl, just listen to the drama and just take the kid over there anyway. Because she, because what I realized is she didn't want my daughter going anywhere else. Mm-hmm. She wanted her to be there with her, but she wouldn't say that. Right. So instead, you give me the drama and just make everything like this whole big to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why wouldn't you just say you just would rather her be here than with my friends or with somebody else? Like, I don't right. I didn't understand that. But we didn't have a great relationship. So, like, I think that 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 leads to, like, a, another part of the resentment that I feel because we weren't able to, you know, really get to that place of just real true understanding of each other. So, you know, for, uh, there's a certain part of me that feels like, she slid didn't really like me like that, you know? Dang. There's a part of that. So imagine being a person that now has to take care of you and literally wipe your and literally like do everything for you. And it's like that's a big deal. Everything I did, you just made me feel like mm, it was never enough. Not enough. You're not doing you're not doing enough. You're not doing good. You're not doing it. It was never enough. But that boy, though, that boy, hmm. oh, oh, you know that same boy that was living in that house rent-free? He cut the grass, and she'll cut him a check for $50. And I'm like, excuse me? I'm I'm so confused. Like, he, anything he'd do, like, she would pay him. She would, like, he was living there all that time. When I had my daughter, I came home. And she wanted me to pay rent. I said, before I pay rent to you, I'll go, I'll go pay rent and get my own apartment. Right. Because no, like I, I need to be on my own. I need to have my own. And I've heard a lot of stories where women are harder on their daughters than they are on the boys. And I don't know where that comes from. I don't know either. In all honesty, I, I thought it was a Caribbean thing because. You know, my whole family's Jamaican, so it's. I know it's definitely a Caribbean thing, but I feel like it might be an American thing too. Like I'm not 100 percent sure, but it's just like it's like you raise your daughters, like you you raise us and you like you train us, but then you like care for and like coddle the sons. Interesting. Super weird. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't blame you. Blame <laughs> like, you. Like, I'm sorry. Do you do you understand the level of what in the actual hell? Yeah. 
that makes no sense. What's going on? And I'm like, you want me to pay you money, and this man just stay here for free. The craziest part was, cause I I moved out and I got an apartment, but then I got robbed at gunpoint. Oh. So yeah, that was crazy. Wait, what? Yes, I don't definitely. Think I've heard this story. Definitely got robbed at gunpoint coming home because I was waitressing. <laughs> so you know I would come home super late, and I was super aware of my surroundings. Um, I don't know where this man came from. Hmm. I don't know where this man came from, but I heard him fast enough. Fast enough to react, but not fast enough to like get in the house. Mm-hmm. So, because I had to, there was like a long breezeway, and then there were stairs that go that go up to the mm-hmm. second floor. So it's like I walked down the breezeway. By the time I got to my stairs, he was like at the end, at the end of the breezeway. Like I literally heard like a little, like like it was just slightest little noise. Mm-hmm. So I was super paranoid. I don't know why, but I guess you know. So I ran up the stairs, and when I got to my door, I'm trying to put my key in. the some movie stuff. I swear to you, it was like some movie stuff where I'm pushing the key in the hole. The key is not going, not in, going the in the hole. I'm like, God. what is happening right now? So yeah. he like he took my um he took my purse and stuff, and that was that was like that was my rent money in there. Crazy. Mm-hmm. But so you know, after that, I was like, heck no, nah, I'm not staying here because the thing was the light was out downstairs too, and I had already called and complained. About the light being out. Mm-hmm. Oh, the next day, all of a sudden, the light is fixed. But it wasn't. But I had been calling and complaining about that light being out. So I left that apartment. I came home, and my mom was actually leaving to go. She was going to Connecticut, so I'm like, it don't make sense to me for me to get another apartment when she's about to leave. The house is gonna be empty. Mm-hmm. So I moved back. She was probably gone eight months, nine months, something like that. A lot shorter of a time than I expected. So when she came back, she had my brother and my niece with her. And I'm like, oh, this is extra people. This man ain't worked since. That was what, 2014, 2015? Nine years. I think he might have. I'm not. Let me not lie on this man. I think he was working at like AutoZone at one point. Maybe like 2016 or so. Way to go. So it's only been seven years. Like, you know, I I, I don't like to lie on people. (sighs) So I can't even imagine. Let me tell you something. I'm a woman. I'm a whole woman. I said out of my face, I don't know how many times, that I want to be a homemaker. I want to be married and let my husband work and I'll take care of the home. Lies. I don't know how to do that. Lies. Lies. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to. Now, I am still very much domesticated. Mm. You know, I I believe in traditional roles in in household and relationship. But I got to have my own. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know how y'all do it. How How a grown, able-bodied man. Mm -hmm. Ladies. Y'all really dealing with these kind of cats. These hobosexuals out here? Because not homosexual. Because yes, <laughs> I feel like we need to put that on a t-shirt. Don't be a hobosexual. Where you working at, bruh? It's all kind of jobs out here. Especially, let me tell y'all something. Atlanta. For those of you who are not in the Atlanta area, let me tell you something about Atlanta. These folks down here found the cheat code for the side hustle. They have turned their side hustles into their 
full-time thing. There are so many jobs here that cannot be filled. These companies are struggling. You have zero excuses. I mean, this many. I told you that man got a whole car. He wouldn't even go drive an Uber Eats. Bruh. Whole SUV. Go drive a Lyft. Oh, both sexual. So imagine him bring her bringing him down, and then I'm paying all the bills in the house. And then when I asked her about it, I'm like, so, like, I need you to say something to him. Like, this is not my house, so I need you to say something to him. Like, he needs to pay bills. Because I'm paying bills for myself, my mom, my daughter, my niece is also there, and then he's also there. Because the thing yeah. was, my mom had to come back because she was she was um, working as a CNA, but it didn't make sense because he's there. Friend, ask me. So we got the two kids, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm working a job. My mom is working overnight. Like she would go for like a week as a CNA. My brother's at home. The kids go to school in the day. We're like, hey, can you just pick them up? Ask me where the school was, friend. Where was the school? The school was across the street. I'm talking about you could stand at the end of the driveway. That building across the street from that house. That 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 was the school the kids went to. That's the school Listen, the kids went to. If you guys knew how I could literally stand at the front door and hit it with a rock. That's cool. That's cool. Oh my god. And, and when he I couldn't getting, go over there and when get the I kids. was getting he didn't even have to go over there and get them. The crossing guard crossed them. stand out there. All and you look. had to do was come to the end of the driveway <laughs> oh my and make gosh. sure they get across the other street. When I say I was getting phone calls like, oh, is someone coming to pick the kids up? Da, da, da. So I'm like, and then I would, you know, I put them in daycare and I'm like, you know, like after school program, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Why am I paying for after school when this man is at the house? All you got to do is bring them across the street. That's it. Wow. So it just, be, it was like that type of situation. And then, so I'm like, okay, mom, you come back from doing CNA stuff. You make sure you're here with them. I'll take care of the bills. I wasn't expecting for just me to take care of the bills and him to just never do anything. Because mm-hmm. my mom still did hair, so she still made her own money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just wasn't I wasn't expecting that. And then when I said something to her about it, what triggered me to get my own house, this lady said, she's like, you're just obsessed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Por qué? Yes, I am obsessed with the fact that I'm the only one paying bills in this house. I'm absolutely obsessed that there's a grown man staying downstairs in the basement. He got his own space. I'm up here with y'all. You still walk in my room while I'm on the phone. (laughs) Like, like I'm 12. And I'm paying all the bills in this house. And, yeah, I'm a little obsessed. So, at that point, I was like, oh, fool, I'm going to buy my own house. Like, see, I didn't even know all of those layers but I remember us that's around the time we met mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I remember you were a little bit insecure I'm like girl you better buy a house oh yeah I feel like you're the one that talked me into it you were like just go talk to the lender and see what they say <laughs> worst case scenario they say no, no and yeah. you're at the same place that you're at now like Next Look. thing I know, this girl sending me an invite to a housewarming party. I Look, was like, what? You I'm did talking it? about got the, I think I got the, what was it? The pre-approval, like on a Thursday or Friday. By Tuesday, I had found the house and was under contract. It was less Beautiful. than a week. Beautiful. 
yeah. Oh, I did know before that because I came to the uh, home inspection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I see. I didn't even know all of that, but I'm just always team encouraged, man. Whatever you're trying to do, just do it. Don't, Literally just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I'm so excited that you got your place. And it's big and beautiful. Girl, what is it? The crazy thing is, right? It was like, because it was just me and my daughter. I bought a five-bedroom house. <laughs> it was just me and my daughter. Who knew that God I was going to need all five of those bedrooms? Because I, when I first looked, I was like, it's another room? Right. It's another, wait a minute. It's the hallway with another room? What? Yeah. And it's full. Look, what they say? <laughs> what they say? God did. <laughs> Man. Won't he do it? So, yeah, that... But do you think you have it in you to make any changes or you, you're in it for the long haul? With, um, with I don't know. I go back and forth with it. Every day is a different day. I go back and forth with that. So one of the yeah. things that I'm, I was thinking I was going to do is um, like I want to build like a maybe like a 40 by 16 like modular trailer type home or something like that in my backyard. Because mm-hmm. remember I was telling my stepdad stays over at his sister's house. And he was like, if I build it, he'll stay over there. So I'm like, I would literally be giving you your own house, right? But your wife, the, the catch is your wife has to stay here, stay back here with you. Mm-hmm. So it would be in my yard, but it would be to where, because he works overnight. Outside of that, that man ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But instead of me having to like hunt you down and go find you, you're here. You're in the backyard. And then it's still close enough to where if you need help or whatever the situation is, like okay. we're all here, but <coughs> it's not somewhere else. Right. You know, and I don't know what's going on. I got so that's one thing that I'm thinking about. I'm hoping that it could actually, you know, work. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't. I don't that's know. not like a project. We should we should record a, a, it's a like a video, vlog. yeah, of building that out. Yeah, I'm nervous. That's not but like I feel like it's something I can do. But I think like, you know, you can get the shell at Home Depot. I refuse. I need the actual like, because I've looked into all of those things, and I think what they were saying was like the insulation and the ventilation for a living space. The sheds at Home Depot aren't; um, they're not equipped with the same. Because like in your house, you have like the ventil- different levels of ventilation mm. um, on the sides and in the attic. The sheds aren't built for that, mm-hmm. so that's kind of like, like where they got comes. one called where they're selling tiny homes. Probably, and it's it's not the shed, but it's you can get them with just the shell, mm-hmm. or I don't know how built out they are, but they're they definitely are selling a package where mm-hmm. it's a tiny home. But shoot, you can get a um like a, a mobile home, like fourteen fifteen thousand, kit it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything, all the plumbing, everything intact. You just got to run the uh, plumbing and um, electrical to it. Yeah, I just have to figure out, and that's the thing, like, with the county, you have to figure out what type of dwelling is allowed, if that makes sense. ADUs, I don't know what the cab is allowing. Yeah, that's the part that I'm still trying to figure out, is just, like, figuring out that whole Because Atlanta has allowed them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the cab, they, they do allow ADUs. 
but it's mm. just like figuring out what type because everything isn't considered one. So like it could be something built out over your garage. That's an AD or an addition, mm. an addition that's connected to your house. So that's what I'm trying to figure Ladies out. Ladies and well. gentlemen, ADU is accessory dwelling unit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're both realtors. So sometimes, you know, we, we be, you know, we start talking that talk. So it's when you have like a tiny house or something or a garage, some a place that you convert on your property into a livable space. And jurisdictions have begun to regulate them. So that's the label that they put on it down here in Georgia. It's accessible, accessory dwelling unit, ADU. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's something I've been looking into, just trying to figure that part out, because I feel like that would make the most sense. And regardless, you know, like, if it's built, it's never going to be a situation where it's like, oh, my God, I'm so mad I built this. Like, it's an additional space. Like, yeah. worst case scenario, I could rent it out. <clears throat> worst case scenario, right. when Giselle gets older, she could live right. back there, like, there's so many options for it to where, like, I feel like it's it's a no brainer. Like, you know, sure. just do. I'm it. definitely considering one back. Man, girl, the 42 acres and a mule that you got back there. <laughs> I don't even want to hit. I thought I was like, well, I could put two or three back there. Look, listen. With a fire pit and a basketball court and still a got hole. and got a whole. It was a she had a basketball court. Um, when I first got the house, I saw all I saw was the hoop on the ground. And one day I was back there messing around and the neighbor was like, you know, it's a basketball court back there. I was like, wait, what? It's, it. it's a real basketball court in my backyard. Yeah. So I might just swap houses and be like, look, you take the other house and I'll just build <laughs> stuff back here in your backyard. My backyard is half of your backyard. Yeah, but I still I got, got a, space to build. I got build a space. And to be in the city of Atlanta, that's, y'all. Like my son got a McMansion. And doesn't have the yard I have, mm-hmm. but I got. You know, my house dog. is my house is not tiny, and you know, being an empty nester, this is definitely enough space for me. I'm but right, the I'm, yard, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I'm empty be, nester I mean, sounds great, girl. I lose my mind. I'm talking that junk, and I'll probably lose my you mind. Know, let me tell you, I ain't have to take care of all these daggone people. The empty nest thing didn't really hit me until. I was like, what am I doing for the holidays? I got to figure out new traditions. What you mean you're going over your in-laws? And you should be at in-laws too. You pull up. Don't think we're not close. Especially like my oldest son's daughter. My oldest son's daughter. My oldest son's wife. Like our families blended like old school families Mm -hmm. did. Like, And then even my baby boy. His... um, family is whoo we are so close like it's it's real it's I love it my um my grandbaby's other grandma like that is my girl like it's so crazy when I had you know last year I was sick a little bit I had a few Mm -hmm. surgeries she was (laughs) she called me one day this is my granddaughter's other grandmother she called me dang near bullying me like okay Raquel told me you was over there by yourself. We're going to do one of two things. Me and my son are going to come over there together. One of us is going to drive your car back. You could either stay with me or you could stay with Raquel. What you want to do. But you're not staying over there by yourself. That's, that's the dope. kind of family we yeah. have. That's dope to have that so, support. Yes. So 
it just, I'm the kind of person that I am. I don't feel like encroaching on anybody. Like, okay, what y'all doing for Christmas? Like, at, I'm pulling look out. At how, look at how strangers are so willing to help. Ain't that something? Are so willing to, I mean, not, they're not strangers. They're but not, like, but yeah, but blood don't always. They're so willing to be like, hey, what can I do? How can I help? How can I do this? How can I do that? And yet, yeah, here I am. Here you like, are. Y'all, y'all got me on block. Like, what's, what's happening? Yeah. Yes, but I, I big shout out to my in laws, and I don't even know if we can call them in, each other in laws, but like that's my sister grandma, and and like my daughter in law Shay, her grandma. I be I I don't even know what to call her. Sometimes I call her grandma, but she <laughs> she's my my daughter in law's grandmother. But I I love her to pieces. Yeah, her dad. Like we're all like close. That's how you're supposed to do it. And that's why families stayed together and marriages didn't break up back in the day like they do now. Like marriage is a disposable concept, apparently. But the whole family united. Mm -hmm. Anybody who attends your wedding is supposed to be in support of that marriage. Just so you know. You go to somebody's wedding and you're not in support of that marriage, you in violation just as bad as the person breaks up the marriage so if my kids have any issues inside their relationships they can talk to me and I'm not just gonna be like on the side of my son whatever or mm -hmm. my you know I've I've only had to go a little old Karana one time <laughs> took her away at all at all costs only one time and it was um in 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 protection of my daughter my only biological daughter, and I had to let a brother know. You do know she got brothers, and we will pull up. Me and, and my husband you. kicked the door in before. Took and, her away. And never saw that fool again. Him and his mama. I would believe you balled up on your couch by my kids. On your own couch, but, yes. But so, I yeah, that was, a, that was a big, big, big detour, but. Man, whatever. It is what it is. Me and my partner having a conversation. But uh yeah, I love I love the dynamic that you and Freddie have though. Um and how he is there for you. Unwavering. That's that's important to me that years in my girl's still smiling at me. Man. That's I, so important. I can't go past anything other than this man is a unicorn. Like I don't think people really understand this man is a freaking unicorn and I'm just like Sir, <laughs> go ahead and lock me down because yeah, like y'all know how it is when your girl gets a new man and and the sun rises and sets on him and you just sit back and wait. The sun rose. It ain't set yet. It ain't it's set that, that yet. sun is sitting I have high been, in the sky. I was there before, and I'm still seeing the same smile on his face. I love it. He, I love he it. has been my like saving grace in all of this. Because it is a very heavy situation, very heavy, like just load in general. And like, you know, when you talk about love languages and stuff, like I very much have realized, especially being around him, that a ma my major love language is acts of service. Mm -hmm. And it's just because, and I think it's more so because of the fact that I have so much on my plate. And without me even asking, there are just things that he just does. Mm. Like he'll get off of work. Like That's a true provider. Man. Men, step up. Man, 
he will stop working for the day, like on the days that he knows that Giselle has practice. He'll stop working by four o'clock so that I can get her to practice on time. I never asked this man to do this. Mm. He just he just knows. Like he steps in, he sees that there's a need, and he steps in and he fills it. And I'm just like, well, all y'all saying, oh my god, relationships are so hard, and you know you have to fight through. This is the easiest thing I've ever done. Mm. Easiest relationship I've ever been in. And you know the crazy part is. It's weird talking about it sometimes because I think that when I have these conversations with people, they don't, they think that I'm speaking from a space of like, this is all I know. Right. This is new. I had to, I had to retrain my brain to even accept this situation. That, okay. Let's, let's let that one breathe. One thing that I do know, and I've seen it over and over and over again. Lady, you say you want this man, but when you get him, are you ready for him? Are you ready for that man who's going to put you on a pedestal, who's going to always be there? Are you going to know how to be that lady that that real man wants and he's ready for? Because you got to live up to your own standards. You've got to live up to your own expectations. And you got to be tight and right. Don't sit here and say that, you know, Jamal broke your heart and then tomorrow you're going to go looking for the next cat. You have to be healed, whole, and ready for what you say you want. Because a man that is up here in his mindset, it's all in the mindset. The man who's up here in that mindset is not going to accept that bottom feeder behavior. I promise you. He's going to moonwalk out your life. And you will not be smiling like my friend. But you know what's crazy? The mm. only part I have to disagree on with mm. that is the being healed and whole. Because I feel like when I met him, I was broken. You were. You I was were. broken. You were. Like, I was in a space were. of just, like. I remember. Like, just emotionally. Everything Drained. was just, like, everything was happening at yeah. the same yeah. time. There was so much just like foolishness happening it's like i felt like i couldn't catch my breath like i can't catch a break like it was there was just so much going on but do you feel like in your brokenness in the beginning that you were doing things that could have broken him mm, i had to consciously not okay so in that sense that's the only exception because you were able you were mature enough to catch yourself some people don't even realize the toxic behaviors that they exhibit, and then they thrust that on the new person. Mm-hmm. But you said, I had to consciously not. Some people, they don't have that level of consciousness. Right. And I don't even know, I don't know if I, I and I can't even tell you where it came from, because I don't know that it was from a place of being healed. It, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. In all honesty, like the consciously making the decision, I think for one, it's when things would happen and he didn't react the way that I thought he or would. Used to or right? Mm-hmm. So when things would happen, like our first argument, it wasn't even an argument. Like I, I thought it was going to be an argument. It was one of those, you have a conversation with a guy, like they did something that, you know, upset you and, and you know, you play this out in your brain, right? You're like, all right, so what's going to happen is, <laughs> Because we will create I'm gonna a tell, scene. I'm going to tell you how I feel. 
and then you're going to retaliate. Like, I'm going to say it so calm and so clear and be so, you know, just really because, you know, that's what they always say. Like, oh, just talk to me calmly, you know, da, 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 da. So I'm going to say real calm, real clear. And then your response is going to be like, nah, you tripping or da, 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 some gaslighting BS, right? And then I'm going to have to be like, well, first of all, because da, 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 da. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's that. That's what I was prepared for. So I had the conversation. I was super calm, super chill. And I was just like, hey, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I didn't appreciate this and blah, 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 blah. And he was just like, yeah, you know what? I get it. Like, from that perspective, da, da, da. And I'm like. <laughs> like, I had to bring it back up, like, two days later. Because I'm like, I don't think he really understands that I was, like, for real, for real mad. So, like, I need to, like, have a conversation again and really make sure you understand because, like, you know, like, I didn't yell. I didn't cuss. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, like, I ain't turned up. So, you know, like, you, he can't possibly know that I was, like, very upset. There was no emphasis. Yeah. yeah. So I brought it back up. And I, you know, I said it, like, a little bit more, like, with, like, I see. not even really. It was just, like, you know, I just wanted to make sure that you understand that that can never happen again. Like, I don't, like, you know, that was kind of the like my level two of mm-hmm. it just to make sure and he's like no 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 I got it like and I just had all this like energy because like I was so prepared for the back and forth for the the, the unnecessary bullcrap conversation I didn't even know what to do with this energy I'm just sitting here like I want to cuss <laughs> I want to yell and throw things. Like, what do you mean? So it's like he didn't create. He didn't create that space. He didn't feed into it. He no, didn't fan the fire. He didn't create that space. So it was it was harder for me to treat him like anyone else when he didn't act like anyone else. Mm. It it just it didn't make sense. I got <laughs> it just didn't make sense. Like a lot of the things that we do are like based on people's actions or reactions or how they handle you or how they treat you, whatever the situation was. I one time for cannot Freddy. one time for one time for Freddie. But I can't treat you like Mike when you're not acting like Mike. When you're not you're not giving me that same behavior. Like and people always went, oh yeah, because you know men are like this and men are like that. Your man is like that. Your man. And guess what? Most of my men, all of my men were like that. So when I have these conversations with people, I have to like remind them sometimes, like, you know, I've, I've been in nothing but trash relationships, right? Hmm. Like, like you're, you're aware that I've been dealing with this for years and years and years and years. And now I found someone that makes sense. And so now I'm able to speak on that because I, I noticed the difference. I noticed the I see the the complete the completely different ends of the spectrum. So everyone that you've dealt with, everyone that I did deal with was on this end of the spectrum. Whereas now I'm dealing with somebody that's over here and it's it's hard for a lot of people to understand. Mm-hmm. Because if you've never experienced it, sometimes it's, it you just can't wrap your mind around it. Even right. when I first, you know, when we initially started dating, I had never experienced it, so I didn't know how to do certain things, but I knew you know innately you feeling yourself when something that you're doing is wrong. Yeah. When when something that you're about to do is stupid. Like, I don't need to argue with this man. Or I don't need to like talk to him like this. So I don't 
you know it and you feel it and you just have to be in that moment and be like all right well i'm just not gonna do it because you and you also have to get out of the i need to make sure you know like he if he doesn't deserve it i'm not gonna give that to him and he hasn't gotten that in three years like Mm. he's the same as that person he was when i met him so there are men out here that are normal human beings that are not going to gaslight you that are actually going to be partners that are going to be part of the greater good and that makes sense for you like this man is holding her down holding her mama down holding her daughter down from day one and being consistent 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 so y'all out here settling for this little piece of man or this it's not necessary because there's very much somebody out here that's going to give you what it is that you need. If you got to fight for it, if it's too, if it's too hard, let it be over there. Let it be. Let somebody else deal with that drama. Let somebody else deal with that bull crap. Now you guys have done something pretty major recently and exciting. What's this, what's this new thing you're doing? So we were talking about businesses, you know, Real estate was a little tricky to maneuver with being a full-time caregiver. So trucking is my new my new love, my new baby. Mm-hmm. Like real estate was tough to navigate and get in the truck. So with trucking, I put a driver in my truck. Yes, I said my truck that I have purchased. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Cashed out. Did, did she just say she just bought a truck? Cashed out. A whole, wait a minute, a big truck or a pickup truck? We have a semi, 18-wheeler, semi, 2017 Freightliner Cascadia. So, at this point, right, the goal is to run that. Oh, I love the bubbles. Bubbles make me so happy. Okay. Y'all do know that's I'm the concept childish. of Okay, anyways. Y'all know it's impossible to blow bubbles and be mad at the same time. That's where that comes from. (sighs) It's too many angry people. And when somebody just does something that just brings a smile to my face, it deserves bubbles. I need to blow more bubbles. I feel like a child right now. Because the way way I'm sitting here just watching the bubbles just float, I'm just like, (laughs) oh. It's so relaxing. It's literally like oh a coping mechanism oh my gosh. for those of you who have missed it the other times i've said it that's what it is about blowing bubbles podcast is these some good quality bubbles too yeah i like them i had to mix them up that's, they started at dollar tree and then i amped them up a little bit i love it but yes so this is where the overwhelmed can unwind the loss can find focus the weak can feel empowered and the lonely feel the love. The Blowing Bubbles podcast. So you were saying, my friend. Yeah, so we're, um, trucking is the new venture and it's, it's my baby. But when I say it's like, that just goes to show you how like involved he is. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go get this truck. I just mentioned it. He went and found the truck. Mm. He literally went and found the truck, contacted the guy like, hey, 
what are we doing? Da, 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 da. I, you know, we're going to come meet you. He went and like downloaded the load boards and stuff like that. Like every time I walk in, he's watching some sort of like trucking videos on how to like, I'm going, cause I went to school. Not only did I buy the show, but I went to school to get my CDL. So I'm now a <gasps> professionally licensed driver. She got a whole CDL. Whole CDL. And when I say I'm coming in from class and this man is like, he's sitting on the couch like, oh, what up, babe? Oh, yeah. Did you know that, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of these brokers, I'm like, you better be a whole trucker now. You better be a whole entire trucker at this point. He is so freaking supportive. Like, I don't care what it is that I'm doing. Like, he is on board every time. It. And that's how I am with him. Like, I fully support him. And, like, whatever he wants to do, I fully support him. Like, because we know, like, fail, fail often, fail quickly, and move on. Move on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the, the, the fear of losing is just, the fear of failing, the fear of losing is just, like, out the window at this point. And I feel like we know that, especially, like, with each other, like, we, we can figure it out regardless. Right. Right. So, that, yeah. That partnership is infinitely important something that i knew i needed but did not think was real didn't think it was a possibility didn't think like people like this actually exist i'm like what do you mean like once you have it nothing else will do like literally nothing else will. y'all gonna have to drag me out of here kicking and screaming baby because not this one like look what jocelyn say don't send me back to the strip clubs, Stevie. Don't send me back to the streets, <laughs> Freddie. Don't send me back to the streets, Freddie. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. These streets is dangerous. Yeah. And ratchet. So you got a truck on the road now. Got Man. a truck on the road. Little and truck. that just helps to free up my time and just make, to have income where I'm not physically having to be out of the house. And so somebody calls and says, oh, they can't show up. Like, the caregiver can't show up. Like, she ain't there today. Hence why Giselle is keeping an eye out on her grandmother. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if they say that they can't come, then, you know, I'm home. Like, I don't have to physically be out working a job. Mm-hmm. I don't have to jump up and go run down and go show 14 houses and try to figure out. So, you know, it's brand new and we're still trying to figure it you know, figure out all the kinks and all the other stuff. But I feel like the way that it, it started, the way, the way everything is just falling into place, like, this is where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm going to keep you updated on, you know, the progress. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. So um, tell the people where they can find you, follow you, support you. And, and you know, she's doing her thing in trucking now, but she is very much still a licensed real estate agent. So if you have a house that you want to list, definitely still a licensed real estate agent. So you can find me on Instagram at Realtor underscore Robin, R-O-B-Y-N-N-E. They got a little flagrant with the spelling of my name. <laughs> and then on Facebook, Robin, Miss Real Estate Lopez. Um I'm contemplating on whether or not I want to change my handles to something that's just like more all encompassing or because like I can't leave my trucking baby out now. Like I can't just right, have a handle that's right. just real estate. Like trucking is my baby now. So I'm like, Ugh, yeah. I got to come up with a new handle. I'm going to figure yeah. that out. I'm going to figure that out. But for now, that's where you can reach yeah. me. 
And and if you get the spelling of her name properly, you'll find her. R O B Y N N E. You'll find her. Lopez. Lopez. So, in wrapping up, any last words you want to give to anybody who is in the journey, in their journey of being a caregiver or may be facing it in the future or or even more importantly, I think, the parents out there, the people who may be treating people however they're treating people and you might be the person picking their nursing home one day. Anything you want to say to these folks out here? I would probably speak more so directly to the people that are caregivers on their journey or like starting it or what have you. Don't be afraid to feel your emotions. Mm. Because there there's no rule book that says that caregiving has to look like this. Caregiving looks like whatever it is, it looks like for you. And you are the judge and the jury when it comes to your loved one. Period, point blank. Because someone coming in, I don't care if they've been a caregiver, I don't care if they've been a CNA, whatever they've been for 30 years. Every single individual is different. And you have to be the advocate for your person. Just like you have to be an advocate for your health, you have to be an advocate for your person. And on top of that, not only do you have to be an advocate for them, you have to be an advocate for yourself and make sure you do things that keep you happy. I had to start skating right? That was my thing. And you have to find something that takes your mind off of the everyday stressors. You have to find something for you. It's not, it's not selfish. It's not, it's, it's an, it's necessary. It's super necessary because you will become all consumed with this because this already is your day in and day out life. Like it is your, everything you talk about, everything you do, you have to get to a place where you are doing things for yourself. You are taking care of your health. You have to go. I just did my annual exam last week. Don't ask me how long it's been since I did the last one. It's none of your business. But but you have to you just you have to take care of yourself and you have to make sure that you're okay because if you're not here to take care of them, nobody else is gonna do it the way you do That's it. Right. And just be honest, just just feel your feelings. Like you're gonna be mad. They're gonna do things that's gonna that's gonna upset you you're gonna be upset at the fact that you're the person shouldering shouldering the responsibility but at the end of the day feel your feelings because they're all valid and take care of yourself those are the main two things i love it i love it there you have it can't add any more to it than that i want to thank you for coming for sharing so transparently um, y'all missed the meal. I'm I'm getting a little bit better with my uh, capturing. I fed she her. fed me. What do you mean? Man. And it was good. <laughs> that's what happens when you come to Buble. That's that's the name of the lounge officially. This is this is Buble. This is fancy bubble. That's what my girl yeah. said. Fancy bubble. It's Buble. So when you come up in here, that's what happens. So I my my five core passions are love, service, business, music, and food. So you're going to get a little bit of all or most of those if you come here. We didn't do any music. We didn't do any music. We didn't. But look, the bubbles were singing to me. Man. They were dancing in, in the air. Yes. But I want to tell you all, thank you for coming. 
for tuning in, for watching till the end. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, share, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. If you have a house that you need to sell, these two right here, we can get it done. I'm not out here really competing with all my people in the in the real estate space right. like that. But uh yeah, I am very much a real estate broker in these streets. So I want y'all to know. Big B. I'm a oh, broker. Okay. Oh, okay. It's it's layers to this thing. Oh, and I'm 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 a broker. That's I, I am. Yeah. So anywho, thank you for tuning in. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Now stay popping. Okay, cool. I like you. And I didn't even, I love you. I didn't even have to tell you to pause.